Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beasts podcast where I focus on all things that we struggle with uh, at working to overcome like food allergies, anxiety, neuroimmune and autoimmune disorders, obesity, all the things that are, are a bit of a struggle. I've been working on writing a book uh, the past weekend, a lot of time on my book about autoimmune neuroimmune disorder called PANDAS. Um, and in this, I've been thinking a lot about how I love storytelling. As a child, I loved listening to stories, as many kids do. But as I got older, it became less about my mom reading me a story at bed and more about the actual story. It led me into a certain level of relaxation. I find storytelling almost puts me into a lull. Even as a student, I loved when I was in university and certain professors taught um, in more of a storytelling type way. I remember in my third year biology class, I had a teacher that taught really where he would put up a slideshow of fascinating plants and animals, communities, and then just tell a story about every single slide that he had. And for me, it was a class that I never missed because it it's one of the easiest ways that I learn is when somebody tells me a story about something that they know, that they've learned from, some type of story just captures my imagination. I remember it and then I I can remember it forever. I remember him telling us about certain bugs that could change colors and and I remember him talking about different ways that communities work together out um, in the wild. As an adult, I found that same passion when I either have a mentor or maybe a senior um, staff member that will tell me a story about their career, tell me about lessons they've learned about career or life as, as it is, even how things work in the world. When I hear a story about it, for some reason, it just sticks. And I'm sure that there is research about this. I know there are different people that learn through tactile um, learning. and But for me, a story is absolutely the most captivating way to learn. Um, I think that's why I love podcasts. So when I think about some of the podcasts that I like, I really like the Rachel Hollis podcasts. Um like Rise and Rise Together. And I think they tell a lot of stories in those those podcasts. And certainly the people that she interviews tell stories about their career and how they came to be. And, a, and I think that's um, one of the reasons that I love it. It puts me in this very odd lull of low anxiety. For some reason, my whole body just relaxes when I when I get captured by a story. Also, there's one called How I Built This by um, NPR, and it's the same thing. It is literally somebody telling a story of their entire career, how they came, you know, either to be famous or successful. Usually it's like a successful entrepreneur and how that all came. And, and I always, I find the whole thing fascinating and I can always recount it all. And then other health podcasts as well. There always tends to be a story about, you know, how somebody came to write a book and and some and, and those are the people that are often on the podcast and I find them um, to be so interesting. I recently, a couple months ago, went uh, to the Netherlands for work 
to go to a conference and I had been there about a week and the conference was in Den Haag, The Hague. And it was, um, you know, quite an interesting conference, scientific, technical kind of thing. And then I learned some. I also toured around in the evenings. I, you know, went to Binnenhof and I also went into Amsterdam just to see some of the sites and learn what I could about the culture, you know, try some of the food, the special mayonnaise that they put on their french fries and um, the waffles that that they have as well. Um, of course, I'm gluten-free, so I had to find a gluten-free waffle, but um, they were quite good. Um, I even went to this place called Pancakes Amsterdam, and they had these wonderful, very flat, thin pancakes like a crepe, um, and they came in gluten-free, dairy-free as well, and so that was one of the highlights of my trip. But the other highlight was oddly enough on my way back to the airport as I was leaving it was an early Saturday morning I left the hotel probably around 7 30 in the morning and I boarded a train to um, the Schiphol airport and on the train um, which was about 45 minutes I ended up sitting kind of across from an older woman and she I didn't know how old she was I mean she was on the train and so my, she had whitish hair and I figured she was old, definitely older than me but um, she she made a few comments and about to me and I just started to talk to her I asked her you know oh are the trains very safe they seem to be reliable here and and she started to chat and said yes but you know the odd time she feels a little unsure, so she likes to sit in cars like the one we were in where there are, you know, other uh, young young women or other people that she feels safe around, and, and I'm assuming she meant me. Um, and then she went on to talk about her life a little bit, and, and I was just asking her friendly questions about what it was like living in the Netherlands, and, you know, and it was funny, I told her that I... Um, was from Canada and she again I didn't know how old she was but she remarked oh I love Canadians Canadians are the ones that liberated us I was about 10 when the war ended and she was meaning World War Two and um, she said the Canadians came to our farm and and they were the ones that liberated us and and I was quite struck because I thought well okay when I do the math in my head that means if she was 10 when the war ended like she's quite a bit older than I thought um, but I found this conversation just fed my soul. I I can recount it to people and, and I still, I think, was honestly one of the best parts of my trip. Um, but yeah, she told me all about the country. Um, she told me all about her kids. She had three kids. She told me how um, one lived in France and one lives in Spain and then another one is not far from her in the Netherlands and you know, even though she was um, quite older, she had no problem taking the bus and the train to go see them. And even when she went to Spain, it's a rural community that they live in and she'll take the train or bus into some of the cities um, just for the day or to the markets and, and do different things. Um, and I just thought it was incredible to see how spry she was. And 
She said every single day, um, she always has a plan. She has a few different sets of friends and each day of the week, she will meet up with a different type of friend that likes to do a different type of thing. And she lives by herself in a condo, um, and gets along still quite well. And, um, she, she talked about one friend meets up with her and they walk on the beach because they're, I was staying kind of near the beach, um, in, uh, in the Netherlands, in Den Haag. And then she said another friend likes to do museums. So they meet up and go to the different museums once a week. Um, and, and I thought that was such an interesting way to approach friendships is, you know, to really recognize that there's no one person that's going to want to do all those things with you. And her husband had been dead for, for many years. And so she said this was how she kept busy. And then, you know, she has the other days that she does her grocery shopping on. And, um, it just, it was so interesting to hear how she kept busy even though her partner had passed and and she was um, so healthy and so so with it um, and and had such a good relationship with her kids so I think for me um, I've always been a natural kind of question asker and I think it's because I'm introverted I think um, for me I hate kind of that dead space the dead air in a conversation and so I've learned to ask people a lot of questions to fill that air so that I don't have to fill it because when it's dead I feel that anxiety kind of creeping up like oh this person thinks it's awkward now oh no what will what will happen next do I have to say something and so I've tended to just kind of have this casual way to just keep asking questions, keep the conversation going. And I find it so interesting because with a lot of older people, they they want to tell you. They want to tell you what they've learned and they want to tell you um, kind of this, the secrets to life that they've found. And so, um, you know, who knows? Maybe as I get older, I'll want to answer more questions than I ask. Um, but at this point, I think it's a natural thing. Um, I think some people love to talk and I think if I could make a career out of listening, it would probably be one of the most comfortable things. Uh, listening then lends itself, I think, to writing. I tend to then do my expression or my collection of all of those thoughts through, um, writing and, and I've always been good at kind of organizing those thoughts together. I had a very similar experience coming back from British Columbia recently on an airplane. It was the same kind of thing. And now this gentleman was, was much younger, but I was asking him a little bit about um, some of the environment in British Columbia and we, and we were on quite a long flight together. Um, and, and asking him about the nature, um, I didn't know that British Columbia had rainforests. And so I was quite interested in that, um, quite interested in the lifestyle of different areas of British Columbia. Um, some of the, the kind of more health enthused people that live there, more nature enthused people. And then the nature itself, I'm interested in the whales and I was interested in how um, the community 
is looking after the whales and and how they're how popular they are and and that type of thing and it was it was quite interesting to hear from someone that's local um his perspective and on on just how the bc culture is so i know some people and interestingly enough my mom um recently told me that she doesn't learn from stories and it's funny because i always go to tell her a story about maybe something and i and i hope she'll grab the lesson and i find my kids are so good in grabbing lessons from stories it's one of the things that my son loves the most but um my mom says to me one day you know I just don't really like stories. I don't like when somebody launches into a long story telling you about something. She's like, I either just want them to get there fast or I'll, I'll learn it in another way. And uh, I thought it was quite enlightening because I realized probably my entire life I'd been telling this, um, this woman these long stories and... Um, Quite frankly, my mom didn't want to hear them. So I do understand now that it maybe is more of a unique thing about me that I do love stories and um, and, and real stories. I love nonfiction. I love the how and the what and the why of life as compared to something that's rooted in fantasy or, um, you know, something that I just can't relate to quite the same, but definitely anything to do with kids or career or um, life purpose or how you've built something, all of those things I find to be very relatable. Thank you for listening today. To hear more from me, please subscribe to the podcast or visit the Learning to Slay the Beast blog at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com.